In today's episode, I'm looking at week seven in the NBA. Michael's here with me. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Looking ahead to week seven, players to start, players to sit, ways to attack streaming, back-to-backs to watch out for, all of that stuff that hopefully is important to you guys and uh, helps you build a winning team for the week. Fingers crossed we don't have much in terms of COVID postponements or COVID cancellations. I think last week was pretty good. We had some news at the beginning of the week about the Grizzlies games, but overall, I think we were relatively okay or sort of unscathed. It wasn't perfect. Let's hope that this week can be. Let's talk about what's actually going on for the week ahead in week seven. And it is a bit of a chunky boy because 22 teams are playing four games this week. That means... According to uh, Quick Maths. Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three. Quick Maths. Eight teams play three games. So you've got players on those teams that play uh, three games. You're going to have to make hard decisions. Those teams include the Magic, the Sixers, the Spurs, the Nuggets, the Nets, the Raptors, the Lakers, and the Warriors. So players like your Draymonds and your Kelly Oubre's and your... Wiki, Chris Boucher, Joe Harris, even maybe the headmaster Jamal Murray in some shallow leagues. Calden Johnson, Maximum Derek White, like those players with only three games when over two-thirds of the league plays four games, they may not be the optimal guys for you to have on your roster for this week coming up. Next, we have a look at how it actually breaks down on a day-by-day basis, which is important for daily changes leagues. Now, it's an interesting one this week. Normally, I look at days of eight or fewer games as the days we look at for streaming. But sometimes you can stream on a nine-game day. Sometimes you can do it on a 10-game day. Anything higher than that, it's pretty much impossible. And this week, we sort of, you know, it could be a six-day streamer for you. It could be a three-day streamer for you. You had 10 games on Monday, six on Tuesday, 10 on Wednesday, five on Thursday, nine on Friday, 11 on Saturday, and five on Sunday. So we pretty much absolutely rule out Saturday as a stream day. We look at Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as probably no-goes, and we can definitely stream Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. But because this is such a big boy in terms of games this week, we have no extraordinarily low-volume days. The lowest we have is just five games. And that's on Thursday and on Super Bowl Sunday with just the five games on both of those days. If you are new to this channel, if you are new to fantasy basketball and you don't know what streaming is, tweet it at me. Or better yet, if you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments, drop it in the chat, and someone will definitely get back to you, whether it's me or one of the other viewers or watchers. Um, I'm not going to explain it in every episode, but it is very, very important that you know what streaming is. All right, so the days we are looking to stream for sure, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. They're the days that we can attack from a streaming point of view. Let's go on to look at what teams you know, might look pretty good for streaming. And the best team this week is the Utah Jazz. Three games on those low volume days. They play Tuesday, 
They play on Thursday and they play on Sunday. So you can add a jazz player, Jinglin Joe Ingles. Uh, you can add um, deeper leagues, George Niang. You could add Derek Favors if he's healthy and playing. And you can get them in and put them into your active lineup three times this week. You can add a shithouse Boyan Bogdanovich, who may or may not have been dropped, and get three good games out of him this week. Well, you can get three games out of him. Whether they're good or not remains to be seen. You know, your Mitchells and Gobears and Clarksons and Conleys, they're already rostered. And the Jazz uh, do run a tight and predictable rotation. So there's not you know, a huge amount of players who are going to be available. But Royce O'Neal, he's the first guy I should have mentioned, a great option to stream in for those three games. These other teams are the teams with two streamable games. The Wizards, the Clippers, the Pacers, Blazers, Grizzlies, Celtics, and Warriors. So adding someone from those teams, and we'll talk about when to add them a bit later on, but they're going to be, you're going to be able to use those players off the wire twice. Jeremy Lamb, Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday in Indiana, Gary Trent, Rocket Rodney Hood in Portland. Memphis, well, I don't know if Valanchunas is going to be back, but Xavier Tillman, maybe Grayson Allen if he is back, Desmond Bain, D'Anthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, Boston, Tr uh, Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice, uh, Peyton Pritchard won't be back, but Grant Williams for deeper leagues, the Warriors. Well, the Warriors are an interesting one. James Wiseman, do you stream him in for two games? Maybe you do. The Wizards, who knows what the hell's going on there? Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, Davis Batans. The Clippers, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum. There's lots of options to stream in on those particular days. Let's look at back-to-backs. Nearly every team has a back-to-back. -back. 26 of them have a back-to-back -back coming up in this week, and that's including Sunday to Monday, the 31st of January to the 1st of February, and the one to end the week, the Sunday to Monday 7th to the 8th. Because that's important to note because um, you know, we... While we look at Monday to Sunday from a fantasy games play perspective, if we're looking for guys who are going to sit out, they might sit the first half of that Saturday, Sunday, or that Sunday, Monday back to back. So they might miss a game at the end of the week, or they might sit the second half of one to begin the week. And when, if you just look at the week in isolation and go, well, you know, this team doesn't have um, the Cavs, they don't have a back to back Monday, Tuesday, they should be right. But they have Sunday, Monday, not saying anyone's going to rest there, but they have Sunday, Monday as a back to back. So. You know, someone could sit out on that Monday game. So if we look at back-to-backs. As I said, 26 teams have them. The only teams that don't have a back-to-back, -back, the Miami Heat, the Phoenix Suns. Actually, there's five teams. My mistake, 25 teams. The Phoenix, the Miami Heat, the Phoenix Suns, the Spurs, the Lakers, and the Warriors. None of those teams have back-to-backs over this week. The Wizards, the Wolves, the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Pistons all have two. It's especially important to note the Detroit Pistons have two, so you're probably going to get two Blake Griffin games off. It's especially important to note the Washington Wizards have two, so you're going to have two Russell Westbrook games off. Now, the Wizards do do play those... Um, <clears throat> sorry, the Wizards don't have two back-to-backs. They only have one back-to-back. -back. My mistake with that. Oh, these numbers are coming up uh, incorrect for me. I apologize for that. No, the Wizards do have two back-to-backs. Let's get to it. They have uh, Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, -back, so Russ misses that. And then they have the one to end the week, the Sunday-Monday combination. So does Russ sit the second half of that Sunday-Monday, or does he sit the first half? So theoretically, you might be getting Westbrook to play two games this week. It's a possibility. Something to bear in mind. 
The Wolves, it doesn't really impact. The Cavs, it'll only impact if Kevin Love returns. The Knicks, it doesn't impact at all. And the ones we have to watch for, the Wizards, as I said, with Westbrook. The Cavs, if Love does return later in the week. The Rockets with Oladipo. The uh, Thunder with Horford. The Mavericks with Porzingis. They played him the first back-to-back. They sat him the second back-to-back. So we don't know what's going to go on there. Durant played in back-to-backs, and then he takes random rests on games that aren't back-to-back. So I still think there's a bit of a risk there. The Celtics have Kemba Walker as a back-to-back miss for sure. And the Pistons having Blake Griffin for two back-to-back misses is something that's important to watch. So when you're looking at the the games that these guys play, like looking at Kemba's week where the Celtics play four games, he plays three. You're looking at Russ's week, he might play two. Yeah, the Rockets week where with uh, Oladipo, he plays three. And so that is important. The Nets only play three games, but there is a potential back-to-back. Well, there is a back-to-back in there Friday, Saturday. So do you get two KD games? It's something to really worry about. And then in two games from KD, is that enough with the bulk of players playing four? It's a tough decision in, in uh, in a weekly league. So streamability, there's no back-to-back days with low-volume games. So we're looking at pseudos. Tuesday to Thursday, we've got the Utah Jazz, we've got the Portland Trailblazers, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies, and we've got the Golden State Warriors. You can add one of those players on Tuesday. You don't worry about the active roster spot on Wednesday because you probably have a full roster anyway, and then you use them again on Thursday. So O'Neal, Ingles, Favors for the Jazz, Trent, Hood, Derek Jones, Covington if he was dropped and if he is back, Carmelo Anthony for the Blazers, the Grizzlies, uh, Melton, Brooks, Melton if he even plays, Jesus, uh, Grayson Allen, Xavier Tillman, Kyle Anderson, uh, the Warriors, um, uh, Kevon Looney, James Wiseman, if Draymond Green was dropped, Kelly Oubre if he was dropped, Damian Lee, some options there. And then the Thursday, Sunday, which is not, it's not, it's a big stretch out back to back, but because Friday, Sunday, we probably can't use anyone. You're looking at, if you add a Jazz player on that Thursday, well, if you add a Jazz player on the Tuesday, you can use them Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So that's the option there. But that's the only team that has that Thursday, Sunday combination. Weekly leagues, players that we can add who might be useful this week. George Hill, if he is back from his thumb injury, he's an interesting add. If he's not, then Teo Melodon is an even better one. Kelly Olenek, I know Olenek I said is a drop, and that is that maintains. In weekly, in daily changes type formats, Olenek is a guy that we don't hold on to. But with the way that the Heat schedule looks this week with four games on, he's worth rolling out there. Maybe he's your ninth best, tenth best player just for this week. Timothy John McConnell, get those assists and steals up. He's a good ad for this week for category leagues. And Thad Young with Wendell Carter Jr. out. Young's going to get some more minutes and be a useful enough guy, especially in that steals area. For points leagues, Jeremy Lamb is available in a lot of spots. He's a good weekly ad. Cody Zeller is a good weekly ad. Darius Baisley is rostered in like 36% of leagues. So if he's around, I'd add him for the week. I know I have more faith in him than you do. And Jared Vanderbilt, who Ryan Saunders inexplicably benched last game, even though one show and Towns weren't back. Um... Still played his 24, 25 minutes, and I think that he is worth a look. I'm very intrigued to see what they do with him once Towns and Wancho returns. It is the Wolves, so they'll undoubtedly screw it up, but I still want to see it actually uh, take place before my eyes. Players to sit in category leagues, Naz Reed, because I think Towns is coming back this week, so Reed, I wouldn't want to risk it. DeAndre Jordan's only got three games this week, so that means, what, 60 minutes of action for him? I'd sit him. Blunty, James Wiseman. 
only three games. That might be 45 minutes of action for Wiseman. I would. There are so many other options I would rather sit uh, play for this week. And the table, Montrez Harrell. Three games for him, and he has not been all that particularly good this season. You could throw Dennis Schroeder in that mix as well. If we look at players to sit in points leagues, Blunty, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, and Dennis Schroeder are all players that I think you can find better options on your active roster to start for this week. They all play the three games this week only. If we look at guys we can add in deeper leagues who might be options to start this week, Dorian Finney-Smith, I assume that his minutes restriction will be lifted. Flaming Mo Wagner, that's a little bit iffy. I just don't know what they're going to do with his minutes. Pat Williams in Chicago with Thad Young playing a little bit more at center. That opens up more three and four minutes for Pat Williams. And then Denny Avdia is going to be returning for the Wizards. Westbrook's going to be sitting some games. So there is an opportunity here for Avdia to get a little bit more usage in at least a couple of games. That'll do it for me today for this weekly preview. I'll be back later on for a What to Watch for for Sunday. Don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.